and then it'll blow around the room. That's considerate. Yeah. Like there's there's common courtesy, which is spraying it in the first place, but then the consideration is the going fan. in the fan because yeah, that's anytime that's safe. the fan is on, I know someone pooped. Yeah, and I don't hold my breath. I check. And on that note, welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. <laughs> my name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we are here with each other today. Yeah, we're uh, we're proudly interviewing each other for what is going to be our twenty something th episode. Yeah, yeah, it's to mark uh, a half year of episodes of paper cut episodes by getting to know your hosts. Us, us, as by as request by as requested by Craig Adolf, who was our s- he was our third third guest. guest. Yeah, third guest on the show, uh, Jared's roommate, um, which resulted, uh, which was a result of a cancellation. We have lots of cool friends that if there's ever cancellations, we can call them up. But today is not that day because it's a long weekend. So you're stuck with us, folks. Yeah. Um, And if you're looking for Craig's episode, by the way, it was February 20th that we recorded that episode or that it was released, I should say. Yeah. February 20th. Wow, I don't even remember what happened on February 20th. It was a Monday. <laughs> it was a Monday, and we cut deep with Craig Adolph yeah. on Paper Cut Podcast. So, Olivia, sure. Um, we usually start the show out asking our guest to tell us about themselves. So Okay, for sure. So, I'm Olivia Michaelchuk. I uh, am a co-host of Paper Cut Podcast. What other arty things do I do? I book buskers for farm fresh food market um farm fresh food hub farmer's market i say that fast five times <laughs> do you say you say I that can't. fast five times <laughs> yeah, fast five times uh i uh was a reporter arts and culture reporter for the manitoban for two years an editor for one i continue to volunteer writing articles uh for stylus and the Manitoban as well. And I, for my job, I'm a, um, a master's of city planning candidate at the moment. We'll see how, how quickly I can graduate, but yeah, that's what I do. Do you want to continue interviewing me or do you want to go? No, no, let's, let's, I have a few questions. Sure. Um, so you were mentioning you book, book buskers. Yeah. What's I've seen your Facebook messages before. What other kind of ways, like how how do you get creative about finding that? I ask people. So a lot of I saw this great uh, TED talk once. Uh, Nardwar did, and it's not only applicable to writing, but to everything. It's like just ask. If you want something, ask. So I want buskers, and I need more buskers. So I'll ask someone. And then I'll say, if you know anybody, let me know. And buskers know each other, or they know people that, yeah, this person's kind of been trying to get into music, and that's that's the best thing. Buskers, busking is a great opportunity to do that because there's no pressure. Uh, because I think that once you're getting paid to do anything, there's pressure. And buskers are by donation, so... Uh, you just get tips from people that are there and they just enjoy sound and music and you expressing yourself in whatever way. So, yeah. So it's easy to find buskers? Uh, no, not all the time, but it's, uh, 
it's easy to ask people <laughs> if they'll do it. And, um, yeah. And then ask them to ask their friends, to ask their friends. And knowing musicians, even having them, like, on Instagram, like, having someone, uh, knowing someone that posts a video of them playing a song just, like, on their guitar. It's, like, the 30-second Instagram video or whatever. You can say, I saw that you're trying this out, so... If you want to try it out in front of people, that'd be super cool. And sometimes they bite and sometimes they don't, but ask. Yeah. Uh, going off of that and in your experience as an arts and culture editor, mm-hmm. how do you deal with rejection? Oh, like- uh, fortunately, I don't have to deal with that too much. Uh, rejection, well... Lots of people reject nicely. So they say like, oh, maybe another time, which is you can ask them a month later and if they don't respond, then another time was never and that's okay. Uh, But most of the time people are pretty, they like talking about themselves. People like to talk about what they're doing and what they're saying. People that are putting art out into the world want you to get it most of the time. And sometimes they don't. But you can kind of gauge that if someone's having a gallery opening, they want as many people to come as possible. And you're saying, I'm going to give you coverage and I want to talk to you and I want to make this interesting. They are willing to help. So you're kind of helping each other out. It's like a pretty chill interaction where you're just like, let me help you. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Help me help you. That's the saying. I yeah. was like, why does this not sound as cool as it usually does? Help me help you. Yeah. The quote from Jerry Maguire? Uh, I've never seen Jerry Maguire. Oh, I think that was like one of the like the big um, Tom Cruise moments where he's like, help me help you or something like that. It's like, I thought you pulled it from there. I think it. people just say it now. It's oh. like has gotten lost. Yeah. There's probably a whole bunch of those that like have gotten lost where you like you don't know the source of yeah. them. So, <laughs> we know now it's getting busy. It's festival season. Mm-hmm. As an arts and culture editor, P- former, former um, how do you determine, especially in these busier months, okay, this is going to make the cut. This might not make the cut. And how do you go about telling someone that, like, hey, this is an interesting story, but there's several other things that we need to take priority over? Uh, okay, so my job isn't to find what's interesting necessarily. There's, uh, there's things that I think could be interesting, and then I ask the, there's like an editor meeting where everybody gets together and you pitch your story, and they can say like, this isn't particularly strong, or what's your angle? I say, I'm not sure what my angle is. Well, maybe you should go here. I know a person that does this, or this isn't good for this week. It's a collaborative thing um, where people are asking, or like where you kind of ask, like, is it okay if I do this? Um, But I don't really understand the end of your question. You were saying like, if somebody comes to me with a story and how do I like tell them, how do I reject them in a sense? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm assuming you got quite a few people that would have an album release or I'm playing a show at this venue. Can you report on it? Right. I did. I think I did a bad job at responding to all those emails. I would get uh, like 30 a day. Is this your apology? I'm sorry to everyone that (laughs) sent me something. 
yeah, it's like I get 30 emails a day and you just need a good press package. I would do it most of the time, like uh, surface level, like I'd click on it. And if you have a press photo, this is actually super good information for anybody in a band. Listen to this. If you have a press photo, if you have your touring dates, if you have all your info and it's like a beautifully well put together package and you say like, my, we are a bit available for interviews Monday to Friday, nine to five. You can talk to John, who's our lead singer. Like if you give me everything that I need to write it, it makes it so much easier because we're writing every single week. We're writing upwards of like one, two, three, four, five articles like that they have to assign. So if your presser is like, hey, my name is Katie and I am kind of wanting to get interviewed and it's just like actual just straight text then then I I don't have time to respond to you and say like hi Katie like can you give me any information I just don't have the time to do that and some places they do have time to do it I don't know which places have time to do that but your press package is super important and sit down and take time to do those or like ask someone to do it like a friend of mine asked me to do one and it was my first presser that I ever did so I said like don't worry about it I'll just like do it for nothing now tell your friends but like people can do them for like if you know somebody that's writing like make a cool exchange like hey I'll give you tickets to my show could you write me a presser sometimes those things work sometimes they don't but just to have someone behind that is super important because I won't write about you unless you make you put the effort in to have me write about you because I'm doing a small research project on you right so if yeah. you if you put 30 seconds into your press package and I'm going to put 3 hours into your article that's not fair I feel like but if you put time and effort into it like even know my name like Hello, Olivia. Like sometimes there's old there's old names attached to the the Manitoban email, particularly because there's a turnover like all the time. So people are still saying like, "Oh, hi, Seamus. Hi, Toby," which are people two, three years ago. Like you just have to go on the Manitoban website and see who the arts and culture editor is. My photo is in every single newspaper. So if you start off saying "Hi, Seamus," it's just like you don't you didn't even have the time to see who the actual editor was. It's kind of shitty. So some of those things, it's just like, if you don't want to put the time into it, then I'm going to, I probably won't either. Yeah. Like common courtesy. It's Yeah. It's just common courtesy. Or if someone messages me on Facebook, like, hey, you still writing for the Manitoban? Like, I am doing a very big research project on you to write this article. So just Google Olivia Michaelchuk Manitoban, and you can see that I put out an article every single week for the entire year. You don't have to ask me if I still work for them. Yeah, and that took 30 seconds to do. You exactly. know, yeah. <laughs> just put your just put a little bit of time. Put in one sixth, one tenth of the time that I put in, which is 4 hours, 3 hours to just do it. Yeah. That is very awesome advice actually. Yeah. <laughs> for no, everyone, I advise everyone, but uh, artists, musicians, take note. Now I want to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. Sure. Uh, now that we know a little bit about what an arts and culture editor does, I want to know a little bit about you. So sure. favorite venue. Ooh, favorite venue. Okay. So this is maybe a little bit biased. I really like Excuse because 
it's like when you walk in, you feel like there should be like this like bluesy music. They have pool going on. They have all these sorts of things going in different directions. They have art always on the walls that's changing all the time. They have like jam nights and blues nights and yes waves doing stuff there. I think that it's just like a very diverse venue. Great food, great coffee. But I am biased. I used to work there. My partner currently works there. My best friend's dad owns it. But I still think it's a great venue. Now, like, put... Actually, put my if you put my bias aside, I think it's still one of the greatest venues and, like, very underrated. Uh, this isn't very rapid fire when I keep talking about it. <laughs> but I really... It's good, though. Uh, I like... I'm trying to think of, like, chill venues... There, there's just like such minor things with each venue that I just find like annoying that I don't find annoying at excuse just because it's a big open room like yeah that's my favorite venue nice <laughs> favorite local band favorite local band I am living for veneer right now they only have one song out and it's stuck in my head constantly it's so great they're just like badass women in a super group and it's just like they're they're going to kill it they are killing it they have one song out and people are already losing their minds i can't wait for their album losing their minds um which festival will you be losing your mind the most at this year veneer is playing at real love so real love Love Uh, summer fest yeah real love summer fest is dope I like how chill it is. It's like every other festival is like has a huge party element. Seems to be like the other half of it. Like half party, half music. And this one is like music. Like you're going there to just listen to a a bunch of bands. And the fact that it's like, I think it's 70 bucks. And just like each of these bands, I would easily pay 20 bucks to see. So there we go. Like it's inexpensive and it's a great spot and it's about music which is cool it's about the music man it's about the music man it's about the music well that's what music festivals are supposed to be about mind you it's called real of summer fest but <laughs> it's a festival about summer really <laughs> yeah so the festival of summer focused on music i guess it's kind of funny i wonder if they did that on purpose like made it a summer fest because it's about the music and every other festival i find is like about summer rather than music but they're called music fests in you know what, what sense mean? like like when you go to, like, Rainbow Trout, you're like, oh, I can't wait to go on the river and mm. listen to the music. And then there's this, like, there's a lot of things about summer or, like, folk fest. Like, some people, when you're like, yeah, I'm just, if you were to say, I'm just going to the music, I don't have a camping pass, people would be like, but the, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. camping is half of it. It's yeah. like a summer fest. But real love is a music fest. Like, I think you go there for music. Yeah. Yeah. The site's beautiful, too. site's beautiful. Yeah. site's amazing. There's, like, you get to see the the trees are beautiful, but it's also, like, low enough that you can, like, see sunrise, sunset. It's just, like, everything is bright and beautiful. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. I'm so excited for it. Nice. Well, um, we've been going for a little bit. Our next guest is going to be showing up pretty soon, oh so we should probably gosh. make the switch over. Okay. Um, it's okay. It'll go pretty quick. I'm not... I. You're not particularly interesting? I'm not an interesting person, so we can zoom through this. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you do? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Um, okay, my name is Jared. I am a marketing coordinator right now. Um, at? At McPhillips Toyota. So I coordinate the market. <laughs> uh, no, I do a lot of like, I do our graphic design. I'm responsible for any like advertising vendors. So like dealing with um, like printing press companies if we're doing a certain event that we're trying to get out. So essentially from like the, the ground up, um, the social media, I'll create our posts or I'll take all the photos and then curate that as well as I can online and then um, just foresee any kind of events, create all of the material we need for that kind of deal. So I've been doing that for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from Creative Communications in 2014. And I've done like little stints at different places. I was working at Rogers, like 92 City FM, Clear FM. They're like the sister stations. I was there for about two years in promotions, uh, which was really cool. You got to like go to really like fun events and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I've been, oh, geez. I was looking, I was looking at my resume uh, a little while ago because I've I've worked in my life like since I was able to start actually working at 16 or 15 whatever I've had about 13 different jobs wow yeah so I've bounced around at quite a different like a few different places so I was trying to remember all of them and I think like my first job was like in a dish pit or something like that and like there's somewhere it's like oh yeah I had an internship here um but yeah that's that's pretty that's what I do and you graduated from Red River. Red River, yeah. Crecom. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about that program? It's like it's very it's very intense but also at the same time like very rewarding. Um, you go it's a 2-year intensive program, so you're pretty much like hitting the ground running kind of day one. And How do you apply? Do you need to like can you be anyone? So, or like, what's your application process for it? And I'm probably missing a few steps, but it's it's an interesting application process. You have to do a um, you have to do up a resume cover letter, along with I uh, I had to do a photo essay. Um, so you have to pick a central theme and have at least five photos correlating to that theme. Um, you need to have a reference sheet, like so somebody has to like write a reference letter to you so at the time I'd gotten my grade 12 English teacher um, who Mr. Dinson who was absolutely fantastic I loved him and then you submit all that like it feels like this huge package you're putting in it's very nerve-wracking then they call you back for an interview which is even more nerve-wracking um, so you go through all of that and basically I think there's 70 something spots annually that they can give out. And yeah, if you, I guess if you meet all the criteria, which I have no idea how I would have checked all those boxes, but (laughs) uh, yeah, slipped into the program and it was like, at first I went in wanting to be a journalist. I went to, I had done straight out of high school. I went to university for one term trying to go into the pre-journalism program because I wanted to be a journalist. And I realized pretty early on, like I didn't like uni or at least like for what I wanted to do, I felt like, okay, I was taking a bunch of different directions, saw the academic 
advisor who said, hey, this program might be a little bit more up your alley. I dropped out. So technically, I'm a college dropout. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, university. Yeah. Sorry? You're pretty much like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Essentially. Imagine me wearing a turtleneck right now. And glasses. You are. Holding my, like, chin. Well, you are. You're doing all of those things now. Yeah. So... That's my life now. I'm Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm like Steve Jobs rich. So like. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Very um, modest apartment. Yeah. Very modest apartment. You know, that's, <laughs> that's how I live. That's how he lived. But. <laughs> that's um, how we live. That's how we live. Yeah. It's just that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like not you and I, I mean you and Steve. Yeah. Me and Steve. Yeah. Cause he's very much. Yeah. Still part here. of you. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought thinking about um, turtlenecks. Uh, you dropped out of. Oh, yeah, I dropped out of, yeah, to go into this program, which was fantastic, but, like, didn't sleep really too much. Like, your your sleep schedule really gets eaten. They have, um, I think, if you have three unexcused absences or, like, that aren't justified properly with, like, a, a doctor's note or something like that, you can get suspended from the program. So it's, like, it really, like, kicks three you in the Three for ass. the two years? Uh, no, each year, I think. I'm pretty sure. I was really, like, I went to school with a lot of, like, coughs. <laughs> yeah. Just because, yeah, I didn't want to try and test it out. But, yeah, no, it just really kind of kicks you in the ass. And I found that the most important thing, and I'm not just saying this because I was, like, a pretty me- mediocre student, but one of the most important things I learned was the connections that you make during the program mm-hmm. and you have work placements like those are going to be infinitely more valuable to you than if you have an a plus or a b minus right on your final transcript like they're not looking at that it's just your what is your ability to market yourself basically that's what you're doing you're trying to set yourself up to market yourself in the best way possible whether that's going the route of a journalist you know and and going into a newsroom trying to get into you know that industry or going into radio or something like that you've got to be able to like stand out Mm -hmm. and meet those people that are going to be able to give you an opportunity so like an a plus could just like be the effort that you put into it so like it it would i guess transfer yeah for sure like Like the person that put an a plus effort and a b minus effort would have learned different things a different amount of things, right? Yeah. And they would probably, if you were to get both of those projects in a a package, in a resume, the A-plus student would get it. So it's not like saying that grades don't matter entirely. Great. You're right. You're right. Grades definitely do matter. I'm just saying if, if let's say, we go on work placement yeah. and the C-plus student is, you know, speaking to the right people he needs to, to position himself for a job afterwards. Right. And the A-plus student might just be doing their work or going about, you know, like, their day maybe more quietly. Right. That C-plus student coming out of that might have a better opportunity or might be in a better position because now you might have upper management or a news editor who's looking for someone, but you're, you know, you were in that position because you talked to them. Right. You found out that there is going to be this in. So your advice is also just ask. It is. Yeah. In a roundabout <laughs> way, it is It is just ask or even just start a conversation yeah. with someone. I know that sometimes, you know, it can be a little anxiety inducing when you see someone who might be a news editor somewhere. Well, I know it's, it, it's a bit different for you because 
at least what I know of you, you really like, I want to talk to that person. Okay, I'm going to go ask that person. Yeah. And for like me, sometimes it's like, oh, wow, like, you know, this person is, you know, the director of this thing. Like, that's a pretty cool position. Mm-hmm. And like, it, you know, at first it's kind of like, okay, okay, okay. Just go talk to them. Well, that's not entirely... Well, it's true to an extent for me, but not entirely true. Like for uh, Begonia, for example, like when we interviewed her, we were talking about her the first day. It would be great if we could get her. And I knew that I could ask her, but I wanted for sure to make sure that when I asked, it was the right time. I wanted to make sure that we had built up a resume ourselves to be able to ask because... I'm not saying that she's better than any of our other guests or she whatever. She's just doing a lot of shit. Like, she's busy. So it needs to be worth her time. And lots of people are busy. It needs to be worth their time. And some people are less busy with their music or, like, more chill about it, you know? So just, like, saying, like, hey, I want to hang out and talk about it is much easier to do with, say, Sophie, who I'm friends with. And, uh like would be hanging out with rather than like hey Pagoni, do you want to like I can't ask her to hang out with me because that's not what it's about it's like this needs to be professional and in order to have a professional uh, meeting or conversation we need to have some sort of backing behind us yeah which I'm hoping that as we go further and further people that have more things to do and less time and people that we know less it might be more difficult if we don't have this padded resume. Yeah. And that's important too. Like I was, I was mentioning, you know, having a bunch of different jobs, but you know, trying new things and Mm -hmm. you know, you might not have this certain experience, but you know, maybe you might volunteer at an event where you can kind of get your foot in the door and get that experience. Yeah. Whereas like, I don't, journalism wasn't my major but I even while you were the arts and culture editor I volunteered a couple times with the Manitoban and stuff like that it's like again like you said just about asking you know hey can I do this you know and it was like a one-off I don't I don't think I volunteered after I think it was just like hey I'm kind of interested in one article yeah cool which is totally fine like the uh it's I just want to like talk just momentarily about like our experience with this podcast yeah like, how this started so uh it how did it go how did it go jared so we'll have a sponsor break mm, yeah, delicious your delicious, product yeah this is your product that we're sipping right now and we could be talking about it and at the beginning of the show, we could talk about term. Whatever. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we'll get into the nitty gritty once you contact us first. Just ask. Yeah. So I've been doing podcasts ever since. Well, I had been podcasting ever since I left college with um, another future paper cut guest mm-hmm. who will remain, remain anonymous until it's released. That's called marketing. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, thanks, I've been. Red River. A bit, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's the knowledge that I paid all that money for. Um, I just wanted to keep doing it, but it kept like, it was like a side project. Like, okay, like if I have time and stuff like that. And I, we, I approached you one day and just said, Hey, 
would via you be? via Facebook. Facebook message, yeah. Yeah, because hey. you made made a status. Made a status, and let's you, go back. Let's start again. Yeah. Okay. So I made a status, and I was like, "Hey, I'd be interested in doing a project. I've got a couple ideas. Let's shoot the shit." And you had commented on it, and um, just yeah, just messaged you, and then we met up for coffee. Mm-hmm. And by the time I think it was like a two-hour coffee, we had the idea already kind of padded out. We had like. A schedule. A rough draft of the mission statement. Yeah. We had yeah. the name and probably within... I think the name was uh, a little bit in the future. We did a lot of back and forth over messaging. True. Yeah. I think, yeah. But I think paper cut, like that name was dropped at that first meeting. Yeah. And it was just kind of kicked around for a little while. And then we decided, okay, this is, makes sense. Cut deep. But I'm Yeah. And uh, yeah, we recorded the first podcast like with within a week or two and we used craig uh we used his equipment at the time because i didn't have any setup but craig's been podcasting for a long time so we used all his equipment and uh so thank you craig and yeah that was pretty much like the ball just started rolling like quicker and quicker if it was like a snowball like now it'd be like this kind of snowball that could like kill you <laughs> yeah you know like this, this is like an big, avalanche yeah. <laughs> like this is cartoonishly big but no it in all seriousness like it's grown into, you know, over 20 episodes now from essentially what was just like a message and, and just meeting for coffee for yeah. like two hours. And it was it was fairly quick. Everything came together quickly and our skills are quite opposite. Yeah. I would say complimentary. Complimentary, yeah. Uh, so, Jared, you're more behind the the tech stuff of this setting up the mics i don't understand how any of the computer things work i know that there's two mics and there's a box and there's a laptop and somehow that makes us recorded i know what levels are now i think those are pretty cool yeah the levels (laughs) it's it's like cool stuff to learn and like yeah if you ever have any questions about like how it's going on and stuff like that it's it's super easy and kind of like interesting to learn but I would say you do arguably the most important part of the podcast, and that's finding, like, the the content. Right. I, I contact the guests, and that's based on our, our, like, most of the time it's discussion. Like, is it okay if I ask this person? And you usually always say yes. And we haven't had too many conflicts with guests before. Like, sometimes there's been some people that you've suggested or I suggest, I've suggested that we just, like, don't jive. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think that that's right for us right now um, because our our by going by our statement it it should be someone that doesn't typically have a, a microphone or a platform to talk about things that are important yeah or I don't know we want to like like Jody was m- the most I think representative of our podcast and she was number one which is a drummer in a band that started off as like two women two piece and never had a microphone and she still doesn't have a microphone and canada day jody's playing with the symphony like amazing and she's just in the back and it's like her experience is so important for female drummers for female musicians that don't have that like platform for their voice and we 
tried to provide that for her the best as we could, or like the best we could. And there was so much cool, valuable information that she had. And everybody just has a bunch of cool, valuable information. And we're just trying to like extract that from them. And even the people that do have a microphone and the platform to speak, this is getting below just that. Like, uh, for example, with Alyssa, um, Black Wolf kicks in when she came in. She's a comedian and she goes on stage and she talks about her experience. But there's also things that are she makes some jokes but there's like we need to get to the serious stuff behind this because it is based on something serious so we we can do that and it's so cool that the the, these people want to talk to us and give us their time which is so awesome yeah i think that lots of people get exhausted by explaining things and explaining things and we just want everyone to know that we like appreciate the time that it took to explain those things and the energy and sometimes it's emotional energy to explain those things and we appreciate it and our fans we have fans now that appreciate it have you been have you had anybody talk to you about the podcast before i've had a couple people say that they've seen uh promos or you know i'm i'm gonna check out an episode or what would you recommend kind of deal which is i i think that's really cool because that's kind of you know you you sometimes get people that'll say yeah you know like i'll I'll check it out but like someone who's actively like hey i'm gonna check this out like what would you recommend Mm -hmm. and i think that's really interesting because that means like okay you're willing you're willing to give this a chance or you see something interesting but you don't know where to start yeah because i think we 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 do have our, our, like core audience, like arts and culture is our focus, but we have comedians, we have artists, we have musicians. So I think sometimes you know, like, there's so much content that you could take in mm-hmm. that you know it's really cool to be able to say, hey, I think you would like this. Mm-hmm. You know, like a band who has grown over years. You know, you have different sounds. You know, this album might sound better for you to start off on. So yeah. I, I've had that, and I think that's really cool. Um, but mostly, I mean, this just like, if this conversation, you know, goes anywhere or has any kind of impact, I mean, it's just really, I've, I've had a couple of people, and I've, the thing I find most impactful is I've had a couple of people ask me, how do you get started, you know, doing yeah. a podcast, or like, what do you need to do it? And it's really simple, and I think if, the lesson that I would pull from from this conversation that we're having today is just ask because it's really as simple as, mm-hmm. hey, I've got this idea. Would you like to do this project? And now we're we're over 20 episodes deep and doing something that I'm super passionate about. And I hope that you're passionate oh, about absolutely. it, absolutely, because we're we're making something that I think is really cool. And we hope that you think is really cool. And we want to keep doing that. For, yeah, we're for... documenting a chunk of time like a a chunk of time in our art like our city you know and like there's so much valuable information like without this podcast I just the connections that I've made with like people that I see like seeing egg in public and he's just like hey how's it going gives me a hug and it's just like I I interviewed you for one hour once and now we're like friends yeah you know it's just it's like really cool it's really interesting and also you can ask us about like anything. If you're like, I'm super overwhelmed with how many episodes you have. Like, I'm interested in like uh, 
journalism. Do you have any on journalism? Well, we have Craig, which is like talks about like uh, journalism and investigative journalism and talks about his thesis, which is really cool. And then Jen is like photojournalism. So we can recommend both of those. Or if you say I'm really interested in who knows what, like the production of like dance like dance yeah we've, dance. Got, we've got a dance guest we do have a dance guest but if someone's saying like i'm really interested in the production of tickets do you have anything like that well no we haven't really talked to anybody that has like designed tickets or yeah. makes tickets or how that works so like that's something that we can do i can just ask them and have that interview with them or if you like yeah it, it's so it's cool i don't know we'll we'll wrap this up sure but um i guess closing notes if you ever want to reach out to us we do have an email yeah it is papercutwinnipeg at gmail.com yeah papercutwinnipeg at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook as you hear at the end of every episode (laughs) yeah facebook (laughs) instagram anywhere that you see our logo you can you you can can message us there and we're there both of us are in both of those things so super quick turnaround or if you would like to be interviewed or know one, know someone that's going to be interviewed or know someone that should be interviewed, like you can let us know. Me and too. there's also some some we say yes and some we say no, and yeah. all of them are with justification. And we can also recommend you to go somewhere else. Like we're not really interested in this, <laughs> but this person might be because we know we have all these connections or. My mind, yeah. my mind was just like, we could recommend you to go to hell. <laughs> so, if it's not for us, you can go to hell. No, uh, but seriously, just reach out. Uh, yeah, we would love to chat, and we appreciate the support and love that we've gotten this far. Yes. And um, we're going to continue trying to make content that you enjoy. And on that note, thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep with, with us, us on. We're saying it to each other? Yeah. We're thanking each other? We didn't really cut deep, Jared. Okay. Uh, um, Ask me a deep question. A deep question. What is... I don't know who your favorite local band is. Lately? I do this every time. Sorry. I do this every single Yeah, actually, this is, time. this is a legitimate paper cut episode. Because yeah, because I interrupted our outro to ask more questions yeah. because I wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah. Um, my favorite local bands right now... Two that I have been digging on are <laughs> Apollo Suns. Yeah. I just always have the, their, uh, their EP. I think it's EP or is that their full? I don't know. I actually wrote the presser for them and I don't know if it's a full length or an EP. <laughs> Anyways, I've got that CD like always um, on my on in my car. Um, and Ivory Waves. Ivory um, Waves, yeah. And we had a chance to talk with Brett, which was really cool. Yeah, we didn't talk to him a whole lot about what he does. We yeah. just, like, talk to him about his life. <laughs> but he is, is in Ivory Waves. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, no, it's not a deep question. That's no, not a deep... No, no, but I'm, like, priming, you know, this is what we do. I'm. Can we go through how it, an episode starts? Yeah. So we book, we book four every Monday. Or, sorry, every Sunday. And then yeah. episodes come out Monday. So we do a month's worth of content in one day. We're doing, like, eight-hour days most yeah. of the time. It's pretty much a full day of work. And then... You, you pad it to, like, a two hours per each guest. Yeah, so we do, like, 11, 1, 3, and 5, or yeah. 1, 3, 5, and 7, whatever the guest is able to do. Yeah. So they come in first. We ask them if they want anything to drink. Tell them to take their rings off, because, like, if you're wearing rings, they, like, 
clink on clink your and clank, glass. Yeah. 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 These are things that we've learned after like having our rings clink on glasses before. Yeah. Uh, so then we like talk to them and try and get all of the stuff out of the way. Like, what did you do today? And then we we get to know our guests a little bit because some of them we haven't even spoken to ever before. Which is, I find those are some of my favorite interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, when we know nothing about them. And typically, like, not not to sound like ill prepared, like I will. I will learn about who the person is and any important and relevant information, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't try and go out of my way to look for you know what are they doing, when's their next show, because I don't want to talk about that. I'd rather them explain who they are when we do the intros. Mm-hmm. That's always the way we kick off an episode. Tell us a bit about yourself. In that little tidbit of like information, the two minutes or whatever it's going to be. I like that to kind of, okay, they said this, and I think that's interesting. Let's elaborate on that. Things that they say in passing are usually, I find that when people say something in passing, it's like something that they wanted to add in, but kind of want to glaze over. Yeah, but they've thought about it, so it's in their mind. Yeah, it's important that they brought it up, so we'll talk about that for a little bit. I find, though, at the end of the podcast, when we press end, is when the, I would say the friendship building comes comes to fruition because they start to say yeah like I was kind of talking about this but sorry I diverted the conversation it was just something I didn't want to talk about on the podcast or something which which comes up and sometimes people like cut deep like we say but sometimes it's like there's some touchy things but they still like to talk to us about them and it could be silly like talking to someone about like picking their nose and how picking your nose is chill and babies eat it and adults don't or That's it could a hot be, take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a conversation that we had with someone after. Or then there's another person that said like, "Oh yeah, like we didn't do this announcement yet, so that's why I diverted the conversation because we we haven't said when we're releasing or whatever." But we still find out all of this stuff, and they usually stay. How long do you think people stay after their interview? Like sometimes right up until the next guest, if there's someone else, yeah. you know, like we'll they'll hear the buzz and it's like, oh, okay. I got a kick going, and it's been like 45 minutes after the case yeah. or something. And we don't have any type of timeline for the guests. We never want to cut anybody off, nor do we ever want to stretch something that's beyond what it needs to be stretched. So for if sure. we say it's a half-hour interview, I would have never wanted to cut egg off at a half an hour. There's no way. No. no. Nor would I have wanted to push uh, Finn to talk for half an hour as like a 10 year old like try to get him to talk and talk more to fill half an hour that would be inappropriate so we're pretty fluid with the way that we do it yeah and i i've had a few friends or i have a few friends who host shows on you know campus radio or you know we've talked to guests where they've been themselves done radio shows or been hosts and i think um what didn't appeal at first at least with our idea was that there's so much to say and yeah at some point you you do have to cut someone off because there's a time frame that you have to work within mm-hmm. and being able to podcast it the way we do i love it because you you have some episodes like elise's where it's over an hour had but to be split in two parts yeah and it's it's over an hour of amazing content and you, like you said you have some people where they're comfortable at like the 25 minute mark 20 minute mark but you're still getting consistently good like content from them and mm-hmm. they're opening up to you and to touch on what you were talking about before like i really find it cool 
because I most of these people I've never met before, and there's a lot of people that you haven't met before too. And just to have those people like just sitting down and not just rushing off after and saying, "Hey, you know, like this is really cool," and like, yeah, like just go into a conversation as if you know we've known them for a little while or they're they're our friends already. Right, and I I feel as though a friendship. Like, when you meet someone who's going to be your friend, you you meet them in passing at a party, and, like, those things build up. Like, it builds up that you, like, begin a friendship. But at the start of any friendship, I can't think of a friendship that I've ever started that my first interaction with them was built on two hours of me asking them questions and being genuinely interested in what they have to say. So I feel like some of the people that I've talked to, I could say I am closer I feel closer to these people because I've asked them about some pretty intense stuff. And like, even with eggs, like I cried at that one. And with Chris Kirpin, he was crying. Like people are bringing up some stuff that is pretty heavy in some cases and you're there with them. And I can say that 80% of the people that I can say are my friends. I haven't seen them cry before or they haven't made me cry by anything that they've said. And like, they're just very small interactions built up. They're definitely quantity relationships. And this one, I feel like you can get to the like the heart of a quality relationship right away, which is really cool. And also with the length of our podcast, I find that it sort of, it limits us in certain senses and it also helps us in others. So we're exchanging reach for content because we could, we've been approached by UMFM to have a show, but they say you have to have it a consistent amount of time. Yeah. You can't have some weeks a 20-minute show and some weeks an hour and a half show. We just can't do that. So when we think about editing for radio, well, like, I'd, I don't think I'd want to edit any of our larger ones down to half an hour and then have people not experience the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting you brought it up because we, we've, we're working on some things right now, and I think... I think ultimately our goal over the summer in between, you know, a million other things that we have to do is we really want to grow paper cut and how it's going to grow in which direction. I don't think we like we really have that kind of pinned down, but that's that's all right. Like it doesn't need to be, you know, this is naturally the next progression of where we're going to go. So because this isn't a natural show like the way this all came up wasn't naturally like you and I didn't really know each other before this happened yeah kind of acquaintances yeah and it's each other yeah and then we go from acquaintances to spending a full eight hour day with one another once a month yeah which is a lot of time and then talking on Facebook messenger every day about did you see how many views can you check this on the website can you do this that did you get this email it's like um, immediately it just went from zero to a hundred yeah and uh yeah it, like it feels like it's it's picking up steam and and stuff so i don't know i think there's there's ways where you know potentially you know it might be lucrative to like look into something where we can get a little more reach or it might be something that we want to keep organic but i think you know if as long as we keep you know the core vision of what paper cut is and we mm-hmm. stick to that i think you know, hopefully we can we could stay creating engaging content. And that's right. Relevant. Yeah. Like one of our most like one of the things that we try to maintain is relevance. And our relevance isn't through a time sensitive 
that's why we we don't do promotion of shows or like if someone's like I have a show coming up do you want to interview me that's not what we're about like read our mission statement it's about getting to know you the person behind the music and behind all of this so is some of this will be forever relevant or just like a section of a super relevant time in this particular musician's life and we also get guests from recommendations from other guests yeah so many people have mentioned marisol like people are doing our work for us yeah they just like (laughs) who do you want to collaborate with marisol 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 like we need to get her yeah we need to get her here because if the musicians in the same scene as her not even in the same scene as her sometimes she's across genres and if people are telling us like this person is who i want to be making music with well we gotta now if now if any if any time now when everybody wants to collaborate with her exactly we can find out why or how or if she wants to or what she's doing those are all super important things yeah and i think when we like sometimes some of my favorite interviews are with people budding musicians who like maybe don't have that audience the same audience that begonia or marisol have because i'm interested to watch them grow as a musician because Mm -hmm. we've we've had that chance to talk with them intimately and kind of find out their goals and their passions so to see yeah we grab that snapshot exactly and then you know because we we form this bond we end up as facebook friends you know or following each other on instagram and then you see them you know get an opportunity their band gets booked for this gig and and you're kind of like on the inside like that oh that's awesome that's kick ass because they deserve it or that's what they're working for and i think that's like really rad to kind of watch those people and even you know the like the begonias and the marisols like afterwards you know like hey they mentioned this festival they really wanted to play and now they're doing that or they're headlining it they're on the bill like that's that's fucking awesome i think that's really like the coolest thing and i hope on the flip side you know people who are listening to the podcast will watch it kind of grow and Mm -hmm. that's that's the goal well yeah and education that's like one of the biggest things is like we are talking to people that are like movers and shakers in their field and they're movers and shakers that don't that sometimes don't have a platform to share so they're like if you want to do this you should listen to someone that has done it if you want to if you're in a band and you're like i don't know if this is going to work out I might move forward. Listen to Matt Schellenberg. Listen to Brock McPherson. They both did that and they talk about it. Or Begonia even. Uh, We keep on talking about her because it was just like such a recent and it was a really long interview too. So we got got through a lot of stuff with her. If you're like brand new, like fresh out of high school, like Sophie, like that's Sophie. And now she played... I actually heard uh, someone was at the Cube when she played with Micah Ehrenberg, and she's actually like, I don't know where these chords plug into. Like, I'm not sure how to set up an instrument to play at the Cube. You know, like she just went from from high school to playing, and I'm pretty sure she'll be playing with Micah at Folkfest as she's like in the Micah Ehrenberg band. Amazing. Yeah. And you can grab that information while it's there because we have all of it available. That's what the point of all of this is. And if we bump into you on the street, we have these fancy new business cards that we'll talk about for a very quick second before we sign off because we got another guest coming on yeah. because we're doing work today. And um, 
Yeah, so basically they are they have our logo on them mm-hmm. and they have a little line under and can you describe So we have it's just a, a nice clean white card, paper cut podcast with our email and our website. And it says, I think you might enjoy this episode and we can fill in an episode that you would be interested in. So if you see a Jared or I anywhere, uh, we should have these on us at all times, at least in our wallet, a few. Yeah. And uh, maybe carry a pen because Jared doesn't carry a pen. Yeah, and... if you got some kind of writing <laughs> apparatus, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can just say, I'm super interested in this. Can you recommend an episode? And we can totally do that because hopping on our website right now, like 24 is a bit. It's, yeah. it's quite a few or it's 25, 26. We're yeah. in the 20s now. So it could be overwhelming and you don't know where to start, but there is something for you. There's got to be. Like and we touch on a whole whack of stuff and we are so willing and open to talk to you about anything. Making a podcast, which ones to listen to, writing for me, Crecom for you, graphic anything, design, yeah. web, anything. Anything. We'll, we'll, and on the flip side, we also want to learn too. So if you have... We've had people come to us with suggestions about layout. Um, hey, this sounds great. You know, like, have you thought about doing this? We're looking to learn too. I mean, like, we're we hopped on this pretty quickly, but we're still students and we're, we're still learning. So, if you have any kind of suggestions or anything like that, shoot them our way. Or if you have questions, shoot them our way. Or if you want to say hi, uh, shoot those highs our way. Shoot those highs our way because we just want to chat. And I've realized a long time ago is if nobody shuts me up, I could just I can keep going and going and going. And that's why you make such a, an awesome co-host, because you will tell me to shut up. Well, there's been a couple times. And yeah. I also I think our guests, what we do is we stand back. We just like ask questions that don't require yes or no's as much as we can. Yeah. And when someone says, oh, I'm rambling, like. We were like the first, like immediately, we were like, no, 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 ramble, keep going. Like we want you to keep going and going. And there was like, like Craig's, for example. And like when he went on his rant and he said, I'm sorry. So many times people say, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. Yeah. It's like, no, we, you, we will give you as much time as you need this and as much time as you can like fill the content because there's someone that's going to find this relevant. And it might not be like, there might be something that you're talking about that I'm just like, yeah, like not, not my wheelhouse. Like I don't particularly, not that I don't care, but it's that this is something that maybe Jared is more interested in than I am. And you can see that like you're leaning forward and listening so intently that it's just like, cool. Like we are between the two of us. I think that we cover quite a, quite a bit of our audience in, yeah. in a sense that yeah. we have similar likes and dislikes. So, yeah. So, um, that's, it for us i think we've yeah. rambled we've rambled and we've rambled so much but we hope you enjoyed it we hope you have enjoyed the ride so far we're at roughly the midway point we're going to keep pushing out some shows so get the suggestions in um and yeah just and keep watching thank out. you thank you thanks guys thank you and watch out we're hopefully we have so much stuff coming up potentially we're trying to do some really cool things so we'll, we'll... people are coming up with coming to us with stuff yeah, we're, we're so we're... down for doing anything that you want us to do yeah and do uh very flexible <laughs> yeah and uh sponsors seriously we joke around about it but it would be would be dope if you sponsored us yeah because every time a guest comes in we say do you want something to drink yeah jackson and... springs sponsor us you sponsor Water, we learn yeah. in the morning you can sponsor us 
Um, but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. Dasani water. Um, I heard Nestle's a pretty shit company, so I'm not. Yeah, gonna, don't sponsor us. Not Nestle. If you're a shit company, don't even yeah. call us. Fiji water. Ooh. Voss. I don't know Voss. Voss is the uh, the glass water bottle. It's like six bucks per bottle. Holy shit. Voss, yeah. hit us up. If Voss wants to give us. Yeah. Six dollar water bottles. Super down for that. But also, like, some of our guests like to drink beer. Yeah. Um, there's some a lot of, of great like, local breweries. Like Claude Hoppers. Claude Hoppers are from Winnipeg, right? We'll take your sponsorship, too. Are they? I don't think Claude Hoppers... Claude Hoppers are not a thing anymore. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I remember... We, like, we've been alive since they cut that. And now it's something else. It's like... OMGs. Yeah, OMGs. Yeah, yeah. They're still kind of the same, but now nah, I miss... Miss Claude Miss Hoppers. Miss Claude Hopper. Yeah. It's just the name. Yeah. Bring them back. Sponsor us. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And. Oh, we're going to do it again? I guess so. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for cutting, cutting deep, deep with, with us. Me. Oh, and me. And us. And us. On, on Paper, Paper Cut, Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thank, Thank you. you.